You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everyone, welcome to Nerd Overload, your favorite pop and geek culture show, and congratulations, everybody, we've made it through Game of Thrones. <laughs> We're done, we don't have to talk about it. I sincerely hope that it was as good as everybody wanted, and I definitely expect that it wasn't. <laughs> we won the game. The game, yes. We the won one, the game. The one who sits on the Iron Throne was the friends we made Middle. along the way. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Josh. I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. Sweet. Queen of Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> First of her name. Yeah. Uh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to talk about. But first, let's go over some things we've been checking out. And it's been a couple weeks. I'm just going to jump right in. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Don't spoil it because we're going to go see it today. You still haven't seen it? Okay. Well, then it was a good it was a good movie and I had a very good time. Who's next? I had a good you time. Can, you can do a little more than that. I mean, we could we could talk about it. We, we could talk it. about it. I you know, I liked it like most movies these days when I go back and try to think critically about it. I think I it kind of went from like a nine to about a seven and a half. Mm -hmm. You gotta let that excitement calm down a little you, bit. You, yeah, you, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta get realistic with it. You know, after a couple of days. Realistic with Pokemon. Yeah. If a if a movie is decently good enough, you'll get excited. You'll be excited. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can't let yourself get too excited. This dark, cold world that we live in. No. Uh, it was. You know, it was fine. It was a lot of fun. The a mystery was pretty simple. Kind of figured out all the twists and turns about 10 minutes before they actually happened in the film, especially the very, very twist at the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of tell that was kind of telegraphed pretty heavily. I had a pretty good idea of what was going on with that. But overall, it was pretty fun. The Pokemon themselves looked amazing. Some of them were freakish. Oh, yeah. But you could some of them are freakish. Some of them are freakish. <laughs> I liked it, and I loved the, how the Pokemon looked like themselves, for the most part. Yeah. I thought Gengar looked a little weird, but... Gengar was a little weird. Well, Gengar is going to be weird. Yeah. He is weird. Yeah. But um, I almost felt like it ha It was almost like a... It had like a Roger Rabbit kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it had a little bit of that. It also had a little bit of, hey, this is a tech demo. Look at all the cool things we can do with these Pokemon. <laughs> Check this out. I mean, Don't you want to give us extra little bit of money so that we can do another movie oh, yeah. with a little bit deeper of a story? And they were pulling Pokemon from all over the generations. I don't think they got all 800 and some odd, but they got pretty close. Eh. I'm sure I'm sure in some of those crowd shots, they've worked everybody in. But it was, they, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty interesting there was only one kind of down thing and it was one of the actors was it was it the the reporter lady the main female lead her, was a little bit her weak. acting was so bad and here's the thing i can't tell i i legitimately cannot tell whether it was supposed to be bad acting on purpose because she was faking being a hard-boiled noir detective you know, reporter reporter type when she in actuality was a gopher uh, for the yeah she was an assistant. the local TV station she was a coffee getter or if she was just a bad actress who was delivering her lines weird I don't <laughs> I cannot tell I mean it was like I, that, that was like the one thing I, I watched out of the movie I'm like 
Or like, or we're watching it, and like, I leaned over next to my girlfriend. I'm like, she's so bad. And, and the thing is, it's not like she, her first scene was really bad, and then she kind of got better as the movie went on. She was kind of rough the entire way oh, through. Oh yeah, so yeah. I she was, she was low point through the whole film. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, that was a kind of a low point and an otherwise very enjoyable film. That oh, was yeah. definitely worth checking out. Plus, fun fact, and this is this is just for me. This is a fact just just for me. In the very beginning. And this happens within the first minute and a half of the movie, so this isn't really a spoiler. They're flashing through and kind of explaining the world of Pokemon, and they do like a two-second splash of two trainers battling in like an arena, and one of them is dressed up like Red. And the guy that's dressed up like Red was a common Rider from about three years ago. Oh, nice. was he? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, he was common Rider Drive, the one that drove a car instead oh, of a motorcycle. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. He's He has no speaking lines, and he's in it for two seconds, but he is portraying Red yeah, I saw, in I saw, one scene. I saw he shouldn't have any speaking lines. He's exactly. Red. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, like, he grabs the ball and turns his back, hat around backwards or something like that as he throws something out. So, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yes. Yeah. I mean, all the effects are pretty good. Like effects look really great. Like the way that the way they did the poke. I mean, pokeballs don't get a whole lot of anything in the movie. If they're not well, they're not featured. They're yeah. featured again right at the very beginning. There's, they actually make a point of explaining why there are no pokeballs in the city and, and why the city is operates kind of the way it is. Yeah, yeah. But they go into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go in depth about it next week if there's anything. If there's any meat on see, the bones, see, that's it the doesn't thing. sound like there really is. It's, there's not <laughs> yeah. too much meat on the bones. There's there's a couple of uh, twists, mm-hmm. which I'm interested in hearing your guys' opinions of. But it's not worth like getting like a full spoiler episode, yeah, yeah, spoiler yeah. cast episode into it. Bill Nye was really good. Oh yes, but he's really good in everything. Plus, have you read any of the interviews that he? Has oh yeah, he post. loves Pokemon. Yeah, now. this movie got him super into Pokemon. Really? Like, yeah, huh. like that's that's wholesome. I like that. Yeah, he like got super super into it. He bought a Pokedex to learn about all of the Pokemon in oh. the Pokemon world, and then gave it to some kid on set when Aww. the movie wrapped. And he's they're like, so okay, so you're into Pokemon. What's your favorite Pokemon? And he's like, well, I believe Mew because he was the first. <laughs> and this is something about him being powerful and beautiful. Too, powerful and beautiful. Hilarious. Yes. <laughs> also yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. He actually uh, kept some there in uh, one of the office scenes in Bill Nye's office. They have a, like a bunch of like old like Pokemon ancient Pokemon fossils. fossils and stuff. And one of them is like a fossilized like cave drawing of Mew or something like that. And they let him keep that. So he has a hanging in his like home like this <laughs> fake like stone slab with Mew etched into it. That's rad. That's pretty rad. His office looked really cool. <laughs> it, also, yeah, I keep yeah. thinking you're saying Bill Nye as in the science guy. The science guy. guy. No, Nye. No. He would also be very good in a Pokemon film. He though. would also he, be very good, but no, I'm, t- I'm he, talking he's about... He's too angry right now for Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. doesn't have time. No. For frivolous <laughs> the Pokemon Earth, nonsense. He, the Earth, the yeah. Earth's on fire. The Earth is on fire. He has no time for Pokemon. <laughs> Goggles off. Expletive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's next? He, he'd make a good Pokemon professor, though. He would. Oh, that is another thing. I guess they originally had wanted to get Professor Oak in the movie. He is not in this movie. They wanted a cameo by Robin Williams Aww. as Professor Oak. He would have been a good professor. He would have been a really good Professor Oak. And I'll bet he enjoyed Pokemon. Something I, tells me he was I mean, probably he obviously loved The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just in games, games in general. He's just, oh, yeah. he loved all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> he loved the Legend of Zelda so much he had to have his own. <laughs> Aww, my heart. Okay, 
Also, uh, Zelda Williams, pretty rad. She's pretty I saw great her on Twitter. She's yeah, pretty cool. She's pretty cool. Yeah, she does. She does a lot of voice work. She she's in... starting to direct stuff too, isn't she? I think so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've watched a few movies. I've played cool. some games. Well, then let's talk about them. This is this is the perfect platform <laughs> in which to discuss yeah, the this, things you have been watching and or doing. This is the of the show where you, we do those things. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. I watched Detective Pikachu as well, obviously. Okay. Uh, talking to your mic. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> this is Josh's first show. Hush, man. <laughs> let's see here. I watched The Dark Crystal for the first oh, time in a yeah. long time. It's been a while since I've watched The Dark Crystal. I thought I forgot how horrific some of the parts were, and how bad some of the puppets looked. Yeah, well, like I love Jim, the Jim Henson company, but those like early, like those '80s puppets are like, whew. Well, it's it was his first major like step outside of the Muppets after doing the Muppets for so long, and they're just so different. Oh yeah, I love the Jim Henson company so much that the fact that you're saying that the puppets don't look good. Is making me a little angry inside, but I haven't seen the movie, so I, you're probably right. Okay, here's here's a here's a comparison. Have you seen Muppet Christmas Carol? Yes. Can you picture in your mind what the ghost of Christmas past looks like as a Muppet? Uh, like the creepy child ghost. The creepy child yeah. ghost. Picture an entire movie of creepy child ghost. <laughs> and then there's two of them. And there's a couple of them. Yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol is very good. It's a very good. Oh movie. yeah, I love that film. Uh, yeah, but the most jarring of the Muppets is the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yeah. And this movie is filled to brim. <laughs> With that. With that. I remember being pretty freaked out by the Ghost of Christmas yet to be as a child when oh, I saw well, it. Oh, well, he's like, oh, he's well, the Grim yeah, 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 yeah. He's supposed to be creepy and awful. Although my favorite version of that character is from Scrooge, the I one knew with a giant were... TV for a head. And it just has full of t- like just all the TVs just covered in t- full yep and I've little only, monsters. I've only seen bits and pieces of that movie on Comedy Central. So. Oh, Scrooge, Scrooge is, is one of my favorite uh, interpretations it's of that film. It's incredibly cynical, but I enjoy oh, yes. it quite a bit. So there's our Christmas episode, and <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah, everyone's favorite podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we should probably explain to our listeners what that is because it, it, because they all just kind of appeared in our feed over the last week or so. <laughs> It's another show we do where I watch movies I haven't seen before and then we talk about them. Mm-hmm. Movies that he should have seen. Yeah, that I really should have seen by like, now. Like cultural touchstone kind of films, that yeah. sort of thing. And uh, yeah, what we're going to do, they used to be on a separate feed. We're just going to put them all in the same feed now. They, now it's yep. just just call it a bonus. If you're yeah. subscribed yeah. to the yeah. podcast. It's, it's, it's our a, bonus episode. It's a bonus kind of thing. Anyway. <laughs> anyway if, you, uh, if you don't like them, just, just skip them. Skip them. Not the end of the world, but we have a good time doing them, so yep. we're gonna keep doing them. <laughs> and, and they didn't, and they're shorter than our standard episodes. Yeah, a yeah, little. They are about a half hour, or so. Yeah. So, uh, let's see other things I have done. Oh, I restarted BoJack Horseman from the beginning. Oh, man, I I love BoJack, <laughs> but it's so hard to watch. Yeah, there's like a lot of things I know about it, and I'm just kind of like, Ooh, yeah, it's Ooh. it's real, it's so good and so well written, but also so depressing and real that I, oh yeah yep that's why i avoid it for I, the most part yeah i just it'll put me in a, a mood if i watch too much of it i watched the first two episodes and it made me feel it was they were very good and it made me feel real real bad and then i stopped watching them and i've never gone back oh i tried watching their other show tuca and birdie i love it i can't get into it Really? I really can't. I don't know what it is. I just can't get into it. We've watched the whole season, and I love it. I I like it better than BoJack because it, it's, 
fun. It's fun. It is yeah. fun, and it's like super outlandish and super cartoony. It's like when I first saw the trailers, I thought maybe it was set in that world, and it's not. It's a whole separate just animal universe. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's by the. I think she's like the lead artist on BoJack. She designs the the animal people in BoJack, and they gave her her own show. Yeah, so it's very much her thing. And I, it's, it's, I mean, come on! One of the neighbors in the apartment building is just a lady with a plant for a head. Yeah, it's Draca, <laughs> and she rules. <laughs> and she's like twelve feet tall. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just couldn't get into it. I, I mean, more power to you guys. I just, I just couldn't. How many episodes did you watch? Two or three. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. It gets better and better. If I don't you, know. I if was you in... hate it, just keep watching it. And then eventually you'll learn to like it. No, you'll, be, you'll, you'll, you'll gain Stockholm Syndrome for this show you don't care for. <laughs> no, I seriously, I loved it from the beginning. It's very Broad City meets BoJack. Sort of. And it, it does get real like BoJack does, but does it in such a whimsical way. And there's so much other stuff going on that it doesn't turn into a completely depressing oh, downer. Well, I know. There was like the whole the whole subplot of the one episode where Birdie is getting sexually harassed by this jerk at work. That sounds like a fun cartoon, you guys. Right, right, right. Uh, let's see. What else have I done that's not that? Oh, oh by the way, uh, Disenchantment comes back in September. I didn't know that. Yep. it's an, It was official on Netflix this morning. Cool. cool. Oh, I've been playing uh, the new medieval hack and slash game Mordhau. All right. Is it's, it good? I mean, probably. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Wow, what a what a, what a sterling resu- resounding yeah. review. Well, I, I, it, it'd probably be amazing if I was good at it. But I spend my entire time looking at my death screen. Mm. <laughs> sounds like a Dark from, Souls. Yeah, game. it sounds like a From Software game. Yeah, except it's PvP with online with people. <laughs> sounds like I would hate it. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, sound like a good it's, time it's to me. It's first at all. person, first person uh, medieval. Wow, you just said like a whole bunch of things that I don't care for when I, right. when I play video games. Right. Uh, first person. You know what? These days I can't play a, a ton of first person anyway. Mm-hmm. It, the ca- the camera movements after about a half hour, 45 minutes, I will start to feel nauseous. Mm. Add swords to that. and <laughs> Swords and bows and horses and... All kinds of things. Oh, boy. So you'll be moving forward on a horse while independently changing your perspective. Oh, boy. It'll take you straight to barf down. Just projectile <laughs> vomiting all over the place. Yeah, I don't get on the horses because I, I I just can't aim with it. It's off. Plus, I've been, I've been playing almost the, the whole time as like an archer type. It very much sounds like Steam's hot thing right now. It is. It is. It's basically like an upgraded version of an older game that was called... Um, uh, chivalry medieval combat. That sounds really familiar. Yep. Or like, oh, what was the it's one? It's been out forever. What is it like Mountain Blade? Mountain Blade, uh, kind of, except Mountain Blade was third person. And Mountain Blade was hard. It was like like just difficult to learn how to play. Like this learning curve was not very good. Mm. It sounds like the name of a Korean MMO. No, but... Mountain, uh, Mountain Blade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Perfect World Software. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beyond Sea of Thieves and stuff, that's basically all I've really done. I've been making use of that Microsoft Game Pass on my my brand new Xbox <laughs> to to dip into some older games that I hadn't really played all that much of. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw I saw your I saw you were playing Banjo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I played um, almost all the way through Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> but I can't get past Gruntilda, the very last boss. 
and it's enraging. You got so mad. I did at that. Got so mad at video that, games. Yeah, at that stinky witch. <laughs> uh, but also, I've been playing that that Devil May Cry reboot that everybody hated because it was different. Oh I yeah, DMC. DMC. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. <laughs> it's a solid and fun action game that does. It's weird and dumb. Which I mean, if you look at the original Devil May Cries. That's also what they that's, are. That's what they are. Yeah. yeah. It's just a little different. Yeah. PlayStation now has all the Devil May Cry's on it. I almost dipped into it the other day. Yeah, I need to go back and play the old ones because I haven't played them since forever. I don't remember hardly anything about them. And maybe that's why I can stomach DMC so well is because I never had a huge attachment to the franchise. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't not like it, but I also wasn't super into it. But, I mean, it's a good... It got... It got a tough... A bad rap? It got a bad rap just for being different. It's a decent game. It has a weird and fun story that's also dumb. Dante's a weird, dumb... Like, a dumb weirdo. Yeah. Isn't he? he yeah. Basically. But also, so is the original Dante, isn't he? So is original Dante. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and he, there's like nothing interesting about this new Dante at all. Yeah, he has like no interesting character traits. It's like he's just a a, a dumb weirdo, and like Virgil Virgil is like Edge Lord. Yeah, personified. Like, oh, I'm too cool for everyone. <laughs> yeah, and the the most interesting Everything character must be black, and my favorite character is Spawn. Yeah. The most interesting character is the witch girl that doesn't. That they don't give anything to do. Is that a uh, lady? Cat. Cat. Okay. All right. No, she doesn't show up in the newest one. No. I really kind of just know the newest one, honestly. And that's really more mostly from. But the new five? Third, yeah, five. Yeah. But Cat uh, is cool because she's, she's basically how the whole thing takes place between the real world and limbo, kind of like Bayonetta mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that makes the gates for Dante to go through to get back and forth out of this limbo. That's about all she does the whole game. But she has a cool design, and she carries around her spells pre-mixed in spray paint cans and like do- does sigils on the ground and walls and stuff with with tagging templates. I'm like, this is rad. This witch is rad. Can I play her instead? <laughs> yeah, that almost sounds like a, a a mechanic that would be better for like its own game. Yeah, like a jet set radio, but you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, like oh man, like a portal style type game, but you're spray painting the portals. Yeah, mm. and also doing other like laying traps with ghost spray paint, whatever. So there, there's a better game concept hidden in there that we'll never see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that kind of remind me though. Uh, you talk about like banjo and stuff. I did play another game. It was called. It's called um, Brawl Out. Oh, I like Brawl Out. Yeah, I I first time I played it, and it's uh, it's kind of like um, it's Smash Brothers. It's off brand Smash Brothers mm-hmm. with a much much smaller cast, and then a handful of licensed characters. Uh, Juan from Guacamole, the Drifter from Hyperlight Drifter, Ukulele, and the uh, I didn't know Ukulele was there. Yeah, yeah, they're in there. And then um, the headless one from Dead Cells. It's a good Smash Brothers clone. It plays like Smash Brothers, and it's free, so it's worth checking out. If well, you like that that's kind of worth stuff. the price of admission at yeah. least. Is it free? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. You have to buy characters and stuff. Mm. Oh, so it's the uh, Killer Instinct model. Oh, wait, unless I'm thinking of... You're another... thinking of Brawlhalla. Yeah, I'm thinking of Brawlhalla, which is basically the same thing, isn't it? 
Yeah, kind of. Except Brawlhalla is like more like two dimensional and yeah. Okay, I got it mixed up with Brawlhalla. Sorry. Yeah, Brawlhalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Brawl Out is like it's Smash Brothers basically with a very small cast. Mm-hmm. There's an, a monkey guy, a forearm frog dude, bird person, not the bird person. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Is it a 2D or 3D? 3D. Okay. Well, about as 3D as like, Smash. Smash Brothers gets. Uh, yeah. 2.5D. Yes. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. It's, it's a game that made a lot more sense before Smash Brothers came out. But mm-hmm. now we have modern Smash Brothers and like, why? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. To jump your train there. <laughs> One more DMC thing. Okay. It has very inventive levels that are constantly shifting and changing, and it's really cool. Cool. I don't see a lot of games do that, and there's not like a. The whole story has a like a dumb um, they live bent. It was like they live if it was written by a fourteen year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no, like a Fox News style level, like you're running around inside of Fox News graphics. Oh, <laughs> so okay. It's, it's pretty hilarious. Cool. We've been watching the Orville oh, pretty hard. Watching more Orville. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a good it, show. It still continues to be very good. I think we talked about this off mic, but there's a two ep- two parter episode about the robot guy Isaac that is very very good and very compelling sci-fi television. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been looking forward to uh, checking that one out. So I'm if, still very slowly working my way through yeah, the Orville. If if you the aren't Orville. if you aren't watching the Orville and ever liked a Star Trek ever, watch it because it's just Star Trek. It is Star Trek, but done done right. Yeah, like it's more Star Trek than Star Trek Discovery is Star Trek. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Not that Discovery is bad. It's a, it's a good show. It's just not Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Orville is just Star Trek with Seth MacFarlane and there's no teleporter. <laughs> it's like it's like next gen, basically. There's just the what if Riker and his ex wife were the captain of the <laughs> Enterprise? Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> Something I really like about the new episodes, they really like calm down on that issue oh good yeah because i was getting tired of it they just good like so every far they're just like getting along and it's fine and there's no issues good yeah that's the one complaint i would have had about the early episodes is like every episode was about their, their divorce, di- their divorce. Yeah. It's like i don't care yeah this right is on this spaceship of several interesting alien characters and the and most boring part is they're fighting about their divorce yeah and part of that feels like they were filling like network mandate like oh this has got to be a comedy show put in divorce jokes yeah make with the funny here's a bunch of lockhorns comics be sure to work this in somewhere (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well hey uh let's go ahead and take a break here and when we come back we'll get into some news nerd overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a non-profit organization marion community radio wzmo to help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. 
Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now. Go 
Hey, we're back. That was Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. Cody, why did we play that song? Uh, because it's the best song ever with the best sax solo in it ever. <laughs> you know, I'll get behind that. I would <laughs> I would almost say the saxophone song from uh, the vampire movie about the teen vampires. Lost Boys. Oh, oh. I was going to say Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> no, the good one. <laughs> I don't think Twilight has any sax solos in it. Have you even seen Lost Boys? No. Of course. Okay. I have not seen that. Well, do you do you at least recognize the cultural... Oh, yeah. I know the epic sax ex- man. Epic sax man. Okay, good. All right. So uh, we're back in and we're going to talk about some news. So who wants to pick a news from the board? Well, I mean, we picked, we played Baker Street also because it features prominently in a Rick and Morty episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, because there's a Yeah. Rick and Morty are coming back season four in November. Could you say that so people can understand you? Yeah, sure, whatever. Thanks. Rick and Morty are coming back in November for season four. They, Yay. I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Uh, even, even their promo video, they, they, they didn't seem that excited about it. <laughs> like, yeah, we're coming back season four. And, and Morty's like, oh, geez, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got, they got to do more than season four because the adults ordered 80,000 million episodes. So nine, Har- nine seasons. Harmon and Royland are going to be writing this show for the rest of their life, so they better be excited. <laughs> uh. <laughs> They've trapped themselves in their own hell if they're not excited. <laughs> yeah, like, that first season was pretty good. The first season is excellent. But, like, the this is a situation where the fandom 100% ruined my excitement <laughs> for this series. And Especially I think with the, the whole Szechuan sauce fiasco, yeah, that was a that was a mess. It'd be that nice. I sadly took took part in, <laughs> but you profited from. I it. did profit from those from that Szechuan sauce, that free <laughs> packet of sauce that did me like fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, but like some idiot, <laughs> some 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 dummy online bought bought a gross packet of Szechuan sauce from McDonald's off me. Yeah, what but, blew my mind was people buying like. 15-year-old packets of Szechuan sauce That's, on eBay for yeah. like $500. Yeah. I'm like, you are stupid. <laughs> Somebody pulled out of their junk drawer in their house. That's been it's like, why there. did you keep that? Some hoarder. Like, yeah. But like, do you think that the fandom has also ruined the excitement from Harmon and Royland? Oh, it's for doing definitely had an effect on them. They've yeah. said stuff about it before. Because like... I honestly hope they do an episode that's meta about it. And do you know what? The fans won't catch it. Yeah. The majority of them won't. Listen, Rick and Morty fans, and I think I've said this once, but Rick and Morty fans are a bunch of people who all think they're a bunch of Ricks. The smart Alec. They they all think they're the smartest guy in the room. The smartest guy in the room. Where in actuality, they're Jerry. They're the people who just mindlessly consume. <laughs> they're hungry for apples. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, so a resounding eh like, for I'll, this new season. I'll give it a shot because it's been a good show in the past. Season one was some of my favorite Adult Swim content. Like when it came out, it felt like Adult Swim going back to original Adult Swim. It, S- season one was, was something special. Season two lost me. It, it yeah. completely lost me. Season two was a definite downturn. And I have no... Unless... 
I get from multiple sources that, hey, there is something crazy going on on this show that you need to jump back into. Yeah, I mean, I checked out. I'm not going to follow it. I checked out halfway through season three. I've watched the entire series multiple times. I still like it, but I do understand, and I completely understand what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. I loved it like when they get meta about a lot of things in the show, like the creator's relationships with each other. <laughs> yeah, Like in the, the Morty's Mind Blowers episode where Summer's like, geez, no reason you guys fight all the time and can't get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you you enjoy the show, but you at least recognize that there are issues with the oh, show yeah. as opposed to some people. And I mean, there's, there's people that we know that are just mindlessly consume <laughs> this series. Oh, yeah. I've I'm, heard good things about the Morty's Mind Blowers episode, too. So. Yeah, it's kind of like that season's interdimensional cable, sort of. Oh. It's just oh. a... Well, it's <laughs> it's a bunch of just little mini episodes, like yeah. mini stories. Which, the interdim- the first interdimensional cable was one of my favorite things ever and hilarious, and the second one was, was like... Trying too hard. Textbook forced, like... Mm-hmm. This thing from the first season works, so we're being told to do another one. Yeah. Exactly, because like Rick even says, it's like, what are you doing? Because a sequel, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a difference between pointing something out that's not going to work again and doing it, and then just, like, you can't you can't lampshade that something you're doing is a bad idea by saying it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it does come off a little <laughs> yeah. uh, disingenuous when the creators are like, here, here's another season. We kind of hate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they're still making money off of it, and they're still, yeah. like, reaping in the benefits. Yeah. I will say, I am so sick and tired of seeing Pickle Rick Oh, oh I was sick of that as soon as I saw it. <laughs> I was sick of it before it even happened, and I don't know how that is possible. Like, the fact there's a Pickle Rick board game now, and I see the figure or a plush or a sticker or something everywhere. The Funko Pop of Pickle Rick is the worst thing there I've are ever seen. Three of them, and that <laughs> is the worst thing I've ever seen. There are three of them. Opinion of pops, notwithstanding, someone in this room loves pops with all their heart and soul. That's me, guys. <laughs> but it is like just the epitome of what is wrong with Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that's the that's the thing that gets latched onto. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Though, speaking of uh, Funko Pops, though, I bought a SpongeBob the other day that's doing the the Friends Rainbow thing. Oh, oh nice. nice. The imagination thing. Nice. I, I'm glad that they're uh, leaning heavy into their meme stuff. Yeah. SpongeBob is. SpongeBob yes, is. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I was I've, surprised by how big those meme figures actually oh, they're are. Right? They're humongous. They're very large. That uh, Squidward? The Squidward was humongous. There was also a Patrick that I didn't take a picture of. And it is like, it's huge. Where it's, did you see those anyway? Target. The oh. yeah. greatest store of all time. Yeah, Target. I think that's where we saw them too. We saw see, them I, I've looked around. And I, didn't, I, I need to go to Target, I guess. There's no Targets in town. True. Got to make a trip. Yep. Best, best kind of store. <laughs> it's Walmart for people who hate Walmart. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to some other news. Yeah, You know what? Next up on the list, we might as well just go right down them. Robert Pattinson, the... Uh, Sparkle Vampire. Sparkle Vampire. All the- also Cedric Diggory from the Harry Potter series. Yeah, yeah. He is being heavily rumored to, to being tapped as the next Batman for the next DC Batman movie. <laughs> Since Affleck's out. Yeah. And there was... <laughs> A pretty large, like, knee-jerk reaction online of people going, oh, God, no. Uh, yeah, people immediately hated it. But here's the thing. the I kind of sat and thought about it for a minute. And, you know, the guy shouldn't be 
lampshaded for, for one series, one bad movie series that he made, and o- he also almost ten years ago that he also hates hated. and recognizes that <laughs> yeah. he did a bad job in. He's done a lot of really good independent films. And I want to see that lighthouse movie. That looks really cool. Oh, yeah, really that good. looks really and, I mean, cool. If you're going to be casting a Batman, you could do worse than some weird brooding guy that does <laughs> doesn't like people a whole lot. <laughs> like and, a vampire. And uh, Zachary <laughs> Levi from Shazam is proof enough, and I guess Chris Evans, that a skinny guy with enough motivation and enough mo- dollar signs thrown at him can put on the muscle weight to be a superhero. So saying that he's too skinny is also kind of a um, it's bunk. It's not Chris yeah. Hemsworth too. Cause Chris when Hemsworth. He, Cause, Cause yeah. when he did, when he did uh, the first um, Star Trek, Star Trek movie for like the, you know, two minutes or whatever. He was he's nearly the... unrecognizable. Oh yeah. As like Kirk's I remember dead. when he was announced as Thor and I was like, that skinny guy, that guy. <laughs> but to be fair, back in the day, granted we get this second party because we were a lot too younger to really realize this. People were really angry with Michael Keaton being cast as Batman. And he's arguably one of the best ones. When Michael Keaton was hired, if the internet was around today, people would be complaining, why in the, Why did they cast Mr. Mom? Yeah. Because that was his big thing at mm-hmm. that point. Well, was didn't Mr. they put out an ad in a paper saying, don't do, don't. Don't ca- do this. Yeah. Don't cast him. Yeah. Which is the back in the day equivalent the, of being of mad Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I I understand people's knee jerk reaction, but yeah, because we were give, all give, there. Give the guy a chance. When, when we first heard it, we all were like, we all made the joke. Twilight guy, <laughs> sparkle Batman. Yeah. No, but yeah, give him but, a chance. But, He's but, all right. But Batman puts on a sparkle suit in Lego Movie too. It's he true. does. That is very true. <laughs> yeah, he puts that on in Lego Batman. I do believe, maybe. I think, I think it passes by. I don't think he actually puts yeah. it on. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I will reserve reserve judgment for. Yeah, when it comes and he's out. part of a short list of actors. It's so it's not a lock. I have heard that they are going to go back and do Penguin and Catwoman as the villains if oh. if they do it, hmm. and that'll be interesting. I'm I'm Pig- piggybacking off that that Gotham stuff. Gotham and kind of doing an homage to Batman Returns, yeah. which people love, and I hate that movie. Don't like it. I've Batman never, kills I've, people in that movie. I've never seen it. He kills people. Yeah, Batman kills Dumb. people. It's, it's like the, in the first five minutes. Yeah. Like but I have Michelle Pfeiffer though. I mean, that Pfeiffer. is that is a definite <laughs> highlight, but they even do her character kind of weird. It's, yeah, it's Tim, Tim it's Burton. Tim, it was Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton not wanting to do a Batman movie, so he just made the weirdest thing he could <laughs> think of to get out. Everyone, everyone has some kind of weird psychological tick. Well, it's Batman, though. Well, I know, but it's... Even worse. Even worse. Yeah. I honestly have come around quite a bit on the Joel Schumacher movies, and this is weird because I used to hate those oh, movies. Oh, I hated them, too, but now I, re- I I think of them kind of like as a modern 60s Batman. Exactly. That's what he was going off of. Joel Schumacher had no uh, interest in doing a, a comic... A grimdark. A comic-accurate Batman. He had no interest of following the Tim Burton stuff. He knew his Batman was the 60s show. Because Joel Schumacher loves camp, mm-hmm. and that was his Batman. So he did a film version of his Batman. Two of them. Two of them. And uh, especially Batman and Robin, the last one. If you, <laughs> It's look, so heavy with puns, it's ridiculous. If you look at it through that lens and looking at look at it in that light, it makes the movie makes total sense. It oh, makes yeah. sense why it's so bright and weird and pun-filled and goofy. <laughs> 
because yeah you know as much as i hate i quote those movies all the time (laughs) i used to see you cool body i hope they do catwoman like in her modern version with the goggles with the goggles it's such a cool design i hope they go that way instead of just trying to redo the tim burton but not so modern that it turns into the anne hathaway where she's from where she's barely recognizable as catwoman where that that outfit sucks where she was just a cat just a burglar that when she put her goggles up in that one scene they look kind of like kitty cat ears ears. yeah that's it I haven't seen any of the Nolan Batman movies, and I have honestly no interest whatsoever. They're worth a watch. They're worth a watch at least once. It just seems so unimaginative. They're, they're coming to Netflix in June. Okay. But... Well, then it's, yeah. The Batman Begins was fun. I liked that one a lot. The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger's really good, but there's uh, people always forget. They go, oh, man, The Dark Knight is the best, it's the best Batman movie because he's so dark and it's just like the comics. And, uh, but... People forget the last half hour of that movie seems incredibly tacked on mm-hmm. and has almost nothing to do with like the Joker plot, really. Like no, the whole more, the whole Two Face thing seemed like uh, just like oh, by the way, we got to put a second villain in there. <laughs> and also, as the Batman, as the Nolan Batman films go on, they get farther and farther away from Batman because. Like, Again, Christopher Nolan had no interest. By the third movie, Christopher Nolan had no interest in doing a Batman movie. Like, there is, like, virtually no detective work. There's just nothing. He's a brute. Yeah, he just punches his way through things. Punch man. He's punch man. He's he's bat punch man. I would say that the Batman in the Christopher Nolan movies are pretty akin to the most recent Bond movies. Mm. With... Where he's kind of with... Uh, uh, Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig where he's not really a spy. He's just a big man who punches and shoots gun. He's Jason Bourne. He's Jason Bourne, not, yeah. In a tuxedo. He, he's not suave. Yeah. Or fun or funny. I like, I like I, as problematic as some of the things in the old Bond films are, I do enjoy them. They are campy and fun and goofy. And Pierce Brosnan is probably the best mix between... The modern one? The modern and the camp. Because it's... With modern sensibilities, it is difficult to go back and watch some of those Sean Connery movies. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff in there that uh, dog don't hunt. Mm. It doesn't fly. (laughs) (laughs) I love Goldeneye. And I can't tell if it's because I love Goldeneye because I watched it so much when I was younger and played the game a whole lot. Or As much as Goldeneye is great, Tomorrow Never Dies is like awful right i is that the one it, is that the is that the really bad one where like, Halle berry the one with Halle berry and the bad guy that has the diamonds on his face i can't remember <laughs> diamond face diamond i think that might be might have been his name <laughs> i can't remember it's been so long since i watched it we need something like goldfinger but not how about diamond face <laughs> all right <laughs> All anyway, right. we're getting way off track here. And that's, hey, that's part of the show, man. The, oh, I understand. The James that, Bond writer's room where they go, uh, Diamond Face? <laughs> <laughs> they, they throw <laughs> they throw a dartboard. One dartboard is like, it's just two nouns. Uh, precious metal? Body part. <laughs> I mean, it came down to Diamond Face and Titanium Elbows. So. Yeah. <laughs> Although that would be pretty cool if you were like a old, like, professional wrestler like uh um el santo like a luchador <laughs> it's type like elbow from okko <laughs> yeah there we go yeah T- yeah yeah. titanium elbow mm-hmm. <laughs> they were really off course with the bond bond woman in that movie shark to crotch <laughs> <laughs> wow oh that's good wow. yeah 
Yeah. Not the most outlandish Bond, <laughs> Bond lady a, name. That was a nice. That was a nice rip on Octopus. I love it. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. All yeah. right, so let's go ahead and move can, can on. We, can we just say though that Jaws is like one of the greatest Bond henchmen Jaws ever? Jaws is the greatest Bond, Bond henchman of all time, bar none. I mean, come on, he's got metal teeth that bites through things. I don't know who that is, but I'm just picturing a giant man-sized shark walking king, around. King shark, basically. <laughs> You're not too far off. The dude was like 12 feet tall. And he has metal teeth. He has, he has big metal, old metal, teeth. metal teeth that he bites through things. Yeah, and like the like the, the prop denture thing just looked ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. He bu- he bit through a steel like a chain. steel chain at one point for no reason. <laughs> what about Oddjob, who I was led to believe was very short, but turns out is regular height in the is, film. <laughs> yeah, he is a regular sized man. Yeah, what? Why? I always thought he was kind of short as well. But why in the game is he like? Yeah, a why dwarf? in Goldeneye is he? I don't because there yeah. is, there isn't any short. Why do that at all? Because it's so unbalanced. And then you got people going, you can't pick on job. <laughs> well, you couldn't play his jaws either because you just get a headshot of the yeah. minute you like turn the corner because yeah. he's just there. Yeah. You could aim at the ceiling and shoot him in the head. <laughs> it's like being the aliens in the South Park shooter. Or Ike. <laughs> or, you, you, can't, or, uh, you can't play as the baby because he's like this big. <laughs> could play Ike. Could play Starvin' Marvin. <laughs> wow. Right. Hey, Let's pick another news topic, guys. <laughs> Let's talk less about Nintendo 64 first-person shooters. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart Tour, the upcoming uh, cell phone ni- game by Nintendo, uh, had a closed be- beta, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it didn't leak everywhere. Because, <laughs> of course, it did. Yeah. You need to get the mop. It was awful. Yeah. It was a lot of cleanup. Uh, but they leaked video and screenshots and guess what it looks like mario kart on your phone but with gotcha mechanics because that's the society we've created okay for we we say gotcha mechanics every once in a while when we talk about games i don't know if we've ever done a really good job explaining what that means for folks who don't know well it comes from the japanese term gachapon Mm -hmm. which is the the name they have for those vending machines that crank out a little capsule toy yeah you've probably seen them over they they have them over here as yeah. well like yeah. you put 50 cents in it and you turn the crank and like they're not as culturally relevant here as they are there but... i mean they're like gumball machines but for like the little plastic toys. little toys thing yeah. with the thing inside it and it's and part of it's like it's a random yes. it's a random thing. pull and it's the same kind of concept for a game where you 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 pay your money and you take your chances with what you get yeah, almost every uh, mobile game has this now because yeah. nobody wants to pay money up front to play a phone game the anymore. The Fire Emblem, had that was a big, big, big part of it. Yeah. Which is but, part of the reason I stopped playing that game. <laughs> oh, yeah, I stopped playing a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And why I never really got into the other game Nintendo had a hand in that Dragalia Lost. I never started that one because I've, yeah, can't do it. I downloaded it once and was like, well, I've seen this before this is nothing new mm-hmm. and i deleted it <laughs> yeah so this mario kart's going to have that as well i'm guessing it's the probably the racers and the carts and stuff like that yep. is that the characters and cart parts are all random poles and i'm guessing waluigi is probably the the most rare of the drivers to get because <laughs> he's, e- he's either the most rare or the most common <laughs> well that's good for sam hey yeah. I'm cool with that. I can, they're gonna. They're probably gonna. They're probably gonna bone me and make it hard to get dry bones. Dry Bowser is in it. Well, he is? He's in the screenshots, so there yes. is a dry Bowser in there. Who knows how hard he is to pull out of the machine? I mean, he's only good for like 
really like really high CCs. Yeah. But... I'm just glad they remembered to put Waluigi in it at all this time. <laughs> yeah. Like Mario Kart 7, where the developers literally were like, Oops. whoops. <laughs> we forgot. Yeah. But I mean, the controls look fine. You play it vertically and you steer the cart with your thumb that's always going forward. It's a phone version of Mario Kart, which is, you know, the best way to do it. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you want from them? They're not going to give you Mario Kart 8 on your phone. I was kind of I was kind of expecting it for like a like a tilt control kind of thing. I think it does do tilt, but vertically. Hmm. Nintendo hmm. loves to do their games vertically, which is I honestly prefer that because I hate holding my phone sideways. Yeah. Now yeah, now true. everybody knows that I'm goofing off <laughs> if I'm holding my phone sideways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have an office. The door don't close. <laughs> don't look don't uh, peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, that look it looks fine. I mean I'll I'll try it and the first couple of free whatever's gotchas or whatever mm-hmm. i'll do and then when i get bored of it i'll t- yeah I'll yeah or you get the waluigi and you're done <laughs> i'll probably end up with like five toadsworths <laughs> yeah it like it it's not multiplayer like it's not player versus player either you oh, play it's not. As, like ai versions of other people i don't know if this is compiled from ghost data or from just at random I don't know, but where's the fun in that? It's more like Mario runs versus mode than it is an actual. Oh, okay. Like you still race on the tracks and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not against live opponents, which kind of stinks. Well, I can understand why they wouldn't want to do that eventually when their popularity of the game dips to where they're not getting a ton of players playing concurrently at this. They can just pull the, yeah. the ghost data and always have opponents for people to play. That and, like, if you want to play uh, multiplayer Mario Kart, like, maybe they want you to buy a Switch for that. Maybe get a Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I think think they did not include that on purpose. Oh, sure. Sure. They don't want to sell out the the most, the best part of their home console game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Hey, uh, you want to talk about the Ouya? The what? The what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The, the Ouya was an indie game system that ran Android, and you plug it into your TV, and you could play a lot of indie game ports. Boy, that sounds like a bad thing. Well, it was, and now it's dead. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Notice how so many like indie game things come out, and they don't last long, like the N-Gage. That wasn't indie. That was Nokia. Yeah, that Ooh. was... Well, that's, that's indie by today's Bo- standards. Borderline, yeah, I guess, but... Yeah, um, the Ouya was an interesting idea, but it was never marketed really well. It didn't have a ton of really great games, and also... Maybe a little expensive. It was a little expensive for what they're trying to do with it. Also, it was called the Ouya. Yeah, also the Ouya. But yeah, they ended up... They shut down servers. Is that what happened? Or yeah, they like, shut down the store. You can't even... You, you can't. can't get games for it anymore. Yeah, so... It's dead. It's, it's done. It's kind of a shame, because I always saw it at Target... And was like, man, if this was on clearance for like twenty bucks, I'd probably buy it. <laughs> yeah, check it out. But now I can't even do that. All right, so I think we have time for one more news item here. So what do we want to do? Oh no, we still got good stuff here too. Uh, I want to talk about the play date real quick. Let's do it real quick. Do it real quick. Um, the people who financed Firewatch are coming out with a new game console. Uh, that's a weird li- yellow little Game Boy looking box with a crank on the side. 
Yeah. And the, the crank is part of the control scheme. And uh, you buy it for 150 bucks, which is a little steep. Hello. But it will deliver you automatically every week 12 games made by a lot of really big indie games guys. Like the Katamari dude mm-hmm. who does indie stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bennett Foddy, who made Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. <laughs> are all si- are all signed on to make games for this little like crank Game Boy, and it just it sounds it's really so cool. Weird. It's such a weird and cool concept. Yeah, I, I saw a picture of it. It's like a, like a square little yellow thing. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's got a crank, and you, you know, a lot of the games, and well, I'm assuming all the games will involve this like fishing reel uh, crank on the side. Some of them involve it, some of them don't. It just depends on the game. Uh, the demo that I saw was a game where it's like a um, your going going forward and backward in time like your character has like a set path but like enemies are coming like on their own like time so you have to crank like at one point the character like automatically crouches so you have to roll it back and forward to kind of get him to where he's crouching and then have the thing go past and then kind of keep going and, and that, that sort sounds of thing. really cool and that's the one by the katamari guy oh it is i wish okay. i could remember what his name is yeah but yeah. anyway that looks neat check it out if that sounds cool to you i'm still mulling over whether i want to get it or not i can't decide <laughs> the games are going to be free with it yeah okay well that that actually makes the 150 dollar price a little bit more palatable yeah all right last thing do we want to t- uh, touch on Game of th- the Game of Thrones ending controversy, or do we not? Do we want to go into blazing into the future, never talking about Game of Thrones on this show ever? We might as well talk about it at least a little bit. I'm not sure how much we can discuss it with it because I've never seen, I not even once. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched six episodes. Okay, it's less about Game of Thrones and more about how the f- how some fans are just awful. Yeah. Well, it turns out. It in the Game of Thrones ended last week or whenever. And from what I understand, ended poorly, and people got all real, real mad. Yeah, and and now there's a like a change.org petition or whatever it is to actually make the creators of the show make go, a new season eight. Yeah, do a new do over, and that's ridiculous. the The level of entitlement that these fans have with this. It's like it's like it's like modern Star Wars fans. It's like, what is wrong with you? It is just unbelievable. You don't have to like everything that comes out. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't owe you anything just because you watched all however what five seasons of the show or whatever doesn't mean eight eight seasons of the show doesn't mean you have any ownership over the content. It's eight seasons, five good ones from what I understand, because <laughs> those five are the first five were based off of the George are the books, the, the grim, the George R. R. Martin books. And then after that, they had to make everything. They had up. to make everything up on the fly with notes from him and stuff like that. I don't know if they. That's what they said. He claimed that there are notes from him. I think he's just jumping on his trampoline in his backyard, just having a good time, <laughs> not writing the books. Did you ever see that Conan bit? No. Yeah, there's a Conan bit where they like kept cutting back to like George R. R. Martin. Like he's supposed to be writing his next book, and it's like him jumping. It's like an actor dressed as him jumping on like a trampoline and like playing like frisbee golf in his backyard and doing all these things that aren't writing the book i mean he doesn't really need to he's he already set. To. like yeah. he's already set yeah but it just yeah the the geek entitlement and we've talked about geek entitlement before because i think so, things have come up kind of similar to this uh last jedi the last jedi was a big one yeah if you don't like how something went you were definitely allowed to not like it 
but you don't have a right to tell somebody to recreate their own creation. Yeah. For your taste. It is, yeah, it is their vision for better yeah. or worse. Like, are are you going to fund it? Just because the yeah. last season, the last three or four episodes have characters that, from what I understand, act incredibly out of character for the way they were developed the entire series up to that point. Also, coffee cups and water <laughs> bottles. There was a yeah, water bottle. there was bottle. a water yeah. bottle, too. Here's, here's my thing, is like, People talking about character development, so like I understand that. I mean, I've I've read books, I've watched a lot of TV. I, just, I get that. Listen, you guys are both anime fans. You guys should both be like totally into the you know totally okay with the idea that at some point a series is going to turn bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because they run they run good. out of, they run out of manga that it was based on. Yeah, and they got to make stuff up. It's the it's same exactly. problem. Exactly. Isn't that uh um they got to go to the beach for six weeks <laughs> right or like um the full metal alchemist at one mm-hmm. point that they stopped doing books about that wasn't mm-hmm. there a, a also a show called berserk where like it just never ended the guy went okay. to an island and dips and disappeared he was on a boat he disappeared on a boat there's like he so, dextered there was so much of being on it there were so many manga like chapters being on a boat they're on the boat for like 10 years. He got on a <laughs> boat to get a pack of smokes 10 years ago and never came back. He's finally off the boat, though, because he finally started putting out new Berserk books. Oh, but... good. <laughs> he got off the boat, finally. <laughs> but here's the thing. We weren't happy that no more Firefly got made outside of a movie, but that's what happened. I wasn't thrilled that they killed off Han Solo in uh, Force Awakens, but they did it, and I have to live with it. <laughs> I... There are lots of shows I don't care for later seasons of. Like, Although, honestly, narratively, it makes a lot of sense to kill Han Solo. This is true. This is true. Like the show Weeds. It was fun until they left their little gated community, and then it got stupid. <laughs> Rick and Morty was good until they ran out of ideas. <laughs> they couldn't ad-lib it anymore. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't ad-lib the whole show anymore. <laughs> That's where it comes down to with me, too, is that I, they stopped ad-libbing everything. Yeah. I like The Simpsons, but I don't care for Simpsons oh, after the movie. Oh, God, I, I would never watch pre- like new Simpsons. Simpsons post-season nine yeah. is when it kind of started breaking bad. <laughs> Speaking of which, I guess, although I guess Breaking Bad was like the series that like did it right. Like they were able, from what I understand, they were able to kind of end that series yeah. without it, without tanking it. It made sense. Yeah. The ending, of, the ending of Breaking Bad made sense. How much of this comes from people just not wanting it to be over, too, I wonder? Well, sure. I'm yeah. sure there's some of that. But again, like the nerd, the nerd entitlement is is it's awful. It's it's Although, and again, these are people that have gotten sucked into the show that wouldn't necessarily normally be into this kind of yeah, this type of thing. media and are, are not used to the idea of their show having a bad ending because <laughs> yeah. there's not enough content. Dexter had a terrible ending. Yeah. I want, yeah, I wonder how much of it is nerd entitlement because so many people watch this show are not really nerds. It turned into, I hate this word, but I don't think of a better word for it. It turned into a real normie show. <laughs> they're still nerds. It's just a different, it's, it, they're, they're, they're nerding out about something else. They like their show about dragons. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think they would personally identify as such. Does it matter? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not even but, a little bit. But for, Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It, it, the entitlement is still there, and it's still awful and ugly and yeah. stupid and makes no sense. I'm, You're just a bunch of babies. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is this show is bigger than nerddom. Yes. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I can get. I can. I can yeah. get around that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it like definitely um, 
Supernatural is for nerds. Mm. <laughs> Supernatural is pushing it. Honestly, there's a lot of people into Supernatural. Yeah, I'd say it's like on a fringe. A fringe. Kind of. Yeah, it's Star- kinda... <laughs> Stargate is for nerds. Yes. Stargate is for nerds. Yes, because you can't find anything for Stargate. I can go to any hot topic and throw a rock and hit something about Sam and Dean's face on it. Oh, yeah. We have gone way over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're at the point where we're just kind of angrily ranting about things that we haven't watched. That's Someone true. Needs to put Grandpa to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So with we're that, turning into your angry weird uncle, Kath. <laughs> you mean we haven't been this already? <laughs> That's true. This is this we were, has been the show. We like, were the drunk uncle all along. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. Do you have social media? We know you do. You can find us at Nerd Overload now on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. You can email us your hot dragon takes at <laughs> staff at nerdoverload.com. <laughs> Write us the ending we wanted to Game of Thrones. and we'll. That's what fan fiction is for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yes. Write us your ending, and we'll we'll produce a, a radio play of it. No, we won't. <laughs> petition. Write fan fiction. Yeah. You can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. That's right. We're also on various places you can find podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Nerd Overload now. Get the show early. We get the show early. There's a bunch of other cool stuff over there. Buy our t-shirts. We have t-shirts. Just go to our website and hit the uh, the store link. That's the easiest way to, to mm-hmm. get to it. And uh, yeah, I think that pretty well wraps things up. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs>